0: Welcome back, everyone, to the GFY Podcast with your hosts, D4 and Deluxe20. I just want to say thank you for all the support that you guys have shown us. We are moving up the charts, and it's all thanks to you guys. So if you would, make sure you leave any type of feedback that you can, and also rate it 5 out of 5 when you get a chance as well.
1: We're available just about anywhere that you can find a podcast, so make sure you go there and subscribe. Also, we're available on the Deluxe4's YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the video version of this, go there and leave a like thank you guys for watching let's get into the episode
0: we want to welcome today's guest that's jr aka all not not only is he an h1 pro but he's also a professional atv freestyler so go ahead and welcome jr So, what up? How you doing? What's up? We got a guest today. And that man, the myth, the legend, my man, freaking JR, a.k.a. All Naw, if you've ever seen um, any pro H1Z1, you probably saw this man running around with the sniper. So, what up, brother?
2: Yo, what up, D4? How you doing? What up, everybody? Uh, thanks thanks for having me, guys. I, I, I'm pumped, dude.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you yeah. came, dude. You were like the easiest guest to get, by the way, for you people out there. In the uh, internet webs, I was like, hey, uh, we got this podcast. You're like, dude, heck yeah. And then I was like, all right, what time? You're like, anytime, dude, just hit me up. And I literally said, hey, 30 minutes ago, hey, you got time right now? And I was like, yeah, dude, I got it. So, dude, I appreciate you coming on because uh, we've had a friendship for a while. I mean, I know a lot about you, but I don't know everything about you of course and that's kind of why i wanted to bring you on today i wanted to see a little bit more inside of you because we've talked in passing a lot we've had a couple of instances where we played together but nothing really sit down talk to each other i've talked to you through my stream and you've talked to me through your stream and that's been kind of cool but i mean other than that we really haven't had a chance to like sit down and talk you know what i'm saying
2: yeah 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 we haven't been able to dot the i's and cross the t's yet man
0: yeah i do i think your story is crazy by the way like you have one of the coolest <laughs> stories if you don't know anything about all i'm gonna call him all now a lot because you're like what the hell is all now but by the way let's go ahead and get in that real quick before we start with the whole story thing, how did you get the name All Nah? Because uh in the dirty South, like D20 and I, we had this song, and it's All oh, Nah, Hell Nah, bitch, gone and Up yeah. and done it. So that's what I think of every time I think of your name. So how did you get your name?
2: That, yeah, dude, that's exactly where Nappy Roos, bro. Yeah, so, Nappy Roos.
1: Really? <laughs> Heck yeah.
2: When, when I got into... To Counter Strike Heavy, and I wanted to have like a you know a, a permanent name for gaming. Uh, that was my favorite song, so I was like, "Here we go, All Nah, Let's dance. Uh,
0: for everybody out there, how do you spell All now for everybody? Like, what's your Twitter and stuff like that, so people can kind of look you up?
2: Uh, just at A W N A W. Okay, pretty simpler.
0: Yeah, because some people put too many W's or not enough W's and all that stuff. So I just wanted to <laughs> right look that up. Try to keep it basic. Yeah, so. Okay, so, I'm just gonna be straight honest with you. When, when you look and you listen to your voice and you look at you as a person, you look totally different from what you would normally think a person looks like with your voice. And, uh, (laughs) when you look at it on, you're like, oh shit, he's way different, but he's the coolest fucking dude in the world. I'm not saying that because you're goofy or you're really good looking. (laughs) It's just, you're you. And it, like, makes perfect sense after you see the voice or hear the voice and see the person. But, um, how in the yeah. hell, like, give me your upbringing and kind of like where you're, where you're from and stuff like that. Cause I want to like tell everybody your kind of story. What's up with you?
2: Right on, dude. Right on. Yeah. Uh, dude, I definitely have a, a different story than most. And, uh, like you said, I, uh, I'm kind of misunderstood at first, yeah, but once sure. you kind of see around the edges, you're like, okay, I see what's going on here. But yeah, I, that's, that's probably the one thing I noticed most about my life is, uh, people underestimate me or um unexpected yeah so uh we started out to let's go to the beginning i was adopted at birth by some badass parents that's awesome and uh yeah it's it's been a not a big part of my life but i knew about it at a young age and didn't really care if my eyes you know my parents are my parents
0: dude there's know. so many like right. Uh, parents out there nowadays that aren't just normal moms and dads that birthed you it's it's so many different kind of families and i think that's like america in itself and anybody mm-hmm. in any kind of country out there i think it's so normal now like my household that i have right now uh was and i was adopted too but in a different way like my dad my stepdad adopted me last name wise but i would lived with him since i was four um and so like that's that's kind of the household i came from too and so I knew my stepdad as my real dad and my real mom as my real mom. And so that was my household the whole time, too. And my, my, my half brother has always been like my real brother to me. We have the same last name, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, mm-hmm. that's always been like that. So that's, that's cool, man, that you've had a, a different family like that. You hear that a lot, but, uh, that's really cool, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like speaking about that, you know, the different family thing, it may not be blood or biological. Like if anybody out there has a hobby that they do regularly, like whether that's gymnastics or like what I do, motocross racing, there's that's like, we call it in, in motocross. It's a race fam yeah. because everybody there, you see every weekend just about, and you know about each other and build such relationships. and can count on them. Like if you're broke down on the road in like some random state, I've called some friends. I know they're an hour away and they're like, bro, I'll be right there. Don't worry. Yeah, like no. it's, if, yeah, like, like the word family definitely goes deeper than blood.
0: For sure. Like, how'd you get into, like, uh, motocross racing too? That seems like a weird thing to get into. Cause, like, where D20 and I live, uh, there's some places around us, but it's not really big. You see people from time to time that will go to the races and stuff, but it's not really that big around here. How did, how did it get started for you?
2: Yeah, most, most people are, uh, you, they ride, uh, recreationally. Right. But, right. uh, so, going up through school, like middle school and everything, I played every sport possible. I, I played volleyball, baseball, basketball, anything I could get into. I was, I was in, I even tennis, man, after school. <laughs> and, uh, we would always vacation to where I'm actually living now in Pennsylvania and ride in uh in our woods at our, out at our cabin. And so that, you know, growing up, you know, 10, 12 years of ride. I was like, man, I want to race. And, uh, I, for Christmas one year, I got a, a dirt bike, and we uh we had a track right down the road from here, about ten miles. Finally, talked my mom into taking me with my buddy. We were pulling in, and I was like, "Dude, this is gonna be fun." He's like, "I bet you twenty bucks you won't win." Sure enough, I won my first race, and wow. from there on out,
1: wow.
2: I drop I dropped every sport. I got I got a a better dirt bike for that next year, and mm-hmm. started racing. About yeah, but by the end of that year, I was racing four classes, which was like eight races a day, and uh got noticed by a local shop and they said, uh, hey, if you uh if you buy this quad of ours, we'll take you around to the nationals next year. And I'm like, Okay. Like let's let's go for this. You know, my parents like, why not? You're pretty good, you like it, let's go. Like my parents have always been supportive and like really, you know, down for whatever, you know, direction me and my brother want to go. So, uh, yeah, we started racing nationals in 01 and that year I went undefeated in the nationals and just, man, from there it's just climbing and just, you know, step by step making moves.
0: That's cool. It's been a, it's
2: been a wild ride, man. This, so where
0: are you right now with it all? Like, do you still do it or how, how's it going right now?
2: Yeah. that So that, that's where the gaming thing comes in throughout the years of getting injuries, you know, I'd get busted up and I'd be on my butt for a couple months, just gaming hard. <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, with H1Z1 coming out, uh, as I was taking like a little semi break from it, I got a lot of time to get good with that. Then I got signed with H1, like with the award for H1Z1, uh, for, for the events that were, you know, they're having TwitchCon and that dream hack and, yeah the H1 Pro League. And then I was like, you know what, I kind of miss riding. So I want to do that too. And I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy, because I just I've kind of bounced all over the place between culinary school between doing freestyle motocross between racing between gaming professionally. I just I my dad always always tells me this. He said it multiple times throughout my life is he says, you, you know, boy, you could fall in a pile of shit and come out smelling like roses. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Cause I, I, I always just find like a random way to, you know, exploit my talents.
0: Yeah. It's what's weird to me is that now you're telling me the story. I, I get the whole motocross thing. You picked it up. You're really good at it and you probably don't have, you know, like any cares in the world. You probably just, if you said you shatter shit all the time, then that's got to be something that you're probably not really scared of. But here's the thing. When you play any game, and I, here's where I found Ana. Um, I found him through H1. He's not just good. He's super good. And I can not even – like he's one of the best snipers I've ever seen on any game. And especially if you've ever played H1, that sniper is pretty shit. I'm just going to be honest. And so to <laughs> get used to that thing is kind of crazy. But um, with playing with him through that, I'm like, okay, so I'm putting two to two together here. If you actually try to game – there's no telling where you'd be right now. That's, that's freaking nuts that you're basically good at everything you pick up in the first place. That's, that's pretty awesome though.
2: Yeah, I've been, I don't know man, I've been lucky with, uh, with what I've been given, I guess. I'm not, I'm not a muscular dude at all. I'm, dude, I'm 130 pounds on a good day. I'm a, I'm a little (laughs) skinny shit. Yeah, bro. I'm not a big dude, but I got a lot of fight in me.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. And,
2: you know, like, so I, like with the racing thing, I grew up racing nationals for about eight, nine years straight. And it was either, you know, go pro at like 17 or 18 or get onto the freestyle thing. And the freestyle thing blew my mind because I saw my buddy do a backflip and then ride right to the, the, the gate of a national race and start racing. So not only did he get paid to do a backflip and be the center of attention, but he also w- got to go out and race right after that and won the race. I'm like, yeah, I... I need to. I need to get on this.
0: <laughs> so, tell everybody what freestyle is that don't know about motocross.
2: Yeah, so freestyle is like what you see at the X Games. So we'd be doing like tricks, hanging off the back, or going through the bars, or doing backflips. And what's awesome about that is everybody's pretty much down with it because it's it's got such a big risk risk factor. Mm-hmm. People don't even expect a quad to do that stuff. So it's like the quads. It's It's beat me up, but it's also taken me around the world. You know, by the time I was 25, I, I, I almost had my passport full. That's awesome. Just, yeah, man. It's, it's, I've been very, very lucky from what I've got to do with my life. Right. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm usually pretty stoked, dude.
0: Here's the thing (laughs) with you is like people hear you right now and they're listening to you and they're listening to you talk about your accomplishments, but I know you as like the chillest, effing dude of all time. Like you're the most chill dude. If you ever go to one of his Twitch streams, he's probably sitting there playing a RuneScape, watching videos, (laughs) fucking dipping, and just chilling out, bro. That's like literally on 1.0, 1.0, like that's exactly him, dude. That's he's like he shows, dude. He sees sees me in the chat. He's like, "What up, D4, man? What's up, bro?" And he's like, just having, just chill time playing fucking RuneScape. A dude that does cross like motocross and then goes and plays H1 Pro and then goes and plays RuneScape. Like, what the hell? One plus one plus one does not equal three yeah, on that well, one. He's
1: also doing culinary school. Yeah, currently. culinary yeah. school. He's cooking up yeah. cookies
0: in the hot box in the back, dude. What the hell, dude? I'm <laughs>
1: telling you, man. I'm I'm
2: I'm unpredictable. I'm <laughs> it's, that. it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that I my favorite thing ever, dude, is just sit down and just just bullshit, you know, and just hang.
0: Yeah. It seems like, like I,
2: can, I, can get a, I can get along with anybody, even if I disagree with them. You know, like you, as long as someone's a good person, you know, that's that's good enough for me. <laughs>
0: that's life, dude. That's life. If you can get along with people and you can make the best out of every situation, you're gonna be just fine in life, my man. You're gonna be just fine. Yeah, I've definitely
2: cool. made Go, go for it, Oh, I was just
1: going to say people definitely need to go check out your, uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff and check out some of those, uh, pictures on there just from like you doing the freestyle stuff and some other stuff. It's some really cool yeah. stuff. I was looking through it earlier. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's fun. I, I mean, even like, I don't want to sound like I got an ego on myself, but even me like checking out my pictures is by like one of my favorite things because like a fan will see it and be like, wow, that's crazy, but I'll see it and be like, you know what? I could, I could readjust my body here and do this. And I, like, I see my faults. Oh, so good. that's, that's one thing I could tell anybody is if you want to be good in anything in life, you got to recognize what you're making mistakes on and just change it. You know, do whatever you need to do to change it and you'll see progress.
0: Speaking of it may, changing, it may be slow. Um, you've probably broken a few bones and really jacked up some stuff. How many bones have you actually broken actually doing uh, the ATV racing and, and freestyle stuff? Um,
2: th- All right. This is going to sound crazy, and some people are going to think I'm a- an idiot. But I haven't really broken that many bones compared to most. I have a very good record. So with racing, up until I went and did freestyle, which is about 15 years of riding, I never broken a bone. Okay. But... That point of freestyle from about 08, 09 on, I broke both my heels. I have a plate and six screws in my left heel. Both wrists, a screw in my wrist. Uh, my sternum, tons of road rash, couple of concussions, um, and I have three plates and thirteen screws in my face.
0: Jesus Christ. You're like
2: a robot, I, I, yeah. My boys, my boys always mess with me like, yo, how's that metal in your head, bro? But yeah, that but was, yeah, that, was a, that was a rough
0: one. Tell me about that. How'd that wreck go? Um, so I
2: was, I was in Panama, the country. We were uh, doing practice for a, a show and, uh, it was like a week and a half after I had first backflipped. Yeah. And I was just still riding off that, that train, you know, of like, it, like so stoked that I finally did this. That I've, I've been trying to do for like 20 years type thing. And, uh, I, I wasn't paid to do it in the show or anything. I just wanted to do it for myself. And, um, I pulled a little early. So doing a backup on dirt bikes and quads is all about timing your, your pull, your transfer of weight to the backside.
0: Right.
2: And I, I, I pulled a little early and came, basically came in about, on the front bumper and then went straight to my face and that was uh seven days in the ICU. And then it took about six or five days of the slowing to go down before I could get into surgery up in the States. But I was back to riding. I got cleared to go back to riding three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half months after the crash and went down to Oklahoma and, and jumped right back into the show you know, just pretty much brushed it off and said, you know what, I, I, know, I know my mistake. I know what I did wrong. Let's move forward.
0: Dude, listen, like you doing a backflip and falling on your face, that is rough. Don't get me wrong. But you doing a backflip, landing on your face and doing all that stuff in Panama, a different country, and going to their doctors and hospitals, I'd be scared of my fucking mind that I was going to die. Like, holy I got- shit.
2: I got very lucky on that one. Um, so my mechanic that was with me, he was on the ambulance ride and he's like, bro, I've, I've been in a lot of ambulance rides and you, you have too, but we were going over curbs and medians and you were (laughs) freaking flopping on the bed. And he's like, I was legit scared we're going to crash, but, uh, we, there was actually an American hospital there that had really good, um, uh, X ray technology and and good good staff that spoke English, so oh, I got really lucky in that part for sure.
0: That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's crazy, though. I can't imagine yeah. like just waking up in Australia, <laughs> like where the hell am I? Oh yeah, I'm in Panama, by the way. I'm, you know, did do your like parents like come to you at that point, or are they just like let it ride? Like, how's that work? Because, uh,
2: so for that one, um, my mom was actually I called her because like it was like. I don't know, 12 hours after the accident, I was like, Hey, I'm messed up and I was real emotional. Like, cause I didn't know how bad it was and, or what was going on type deal. So she actually came down with my aunt on that one. But other than that, you know, it's, I've been, I just flown home and, you know, got picked up at the airport. Like, yep. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That, that one was a little different, but yeah, I, I remember waking. I remember waking up in the ambulance on the ride there for like a split second. And I asked my boy what happened. He's like, you pulled for a flip. And I was like, why the hell did I do that? And went right back out.
1: <laughs> <That adrenaline. laughs> yeah. So your, your parents, like your mom and stuff were never like, okay, you're done with this. Like that's
2: not, nah, uh, I mean, not something
1: else for you to, to get into.
2: I mean, with racing and everything, my, my biggest goal was like coming off the track and my, my friends being like, dude, your parents were so scared. Like they were, they were freaking out. I was like, "Good, that means I was hauling ass." <laughs> uh,
1: awesome.
2: But yeah, they, like, like I said before, they've always just been like, "You know what? There's this consequences. You know what you're getting into. Be safe. You know, we know you're good, but you know, don't get ahead of yourself." So they've never forced me to do anything, which I think is what uh, kind of created me. That's you know.
1: Well, um. I mean, a lot of people probably listening and watching this, um, are fans of video games. If they follow us, they probably, it's probably due to video games or whatever. And there's a lot of people out there that just make YouTube videos and, um, do stuff like that. But, but becoming a pro gamer is kind of like, I know D4 and I've kind of talked about that before. Like when we grew up, like we we're like, Oh man, I want to like test video games or be a professional gamer. Like how did that come about for you? like actually getting into with somebody and saying like, Hey, we want you on our pro team and all that kind of stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. So, um, when I started getting into H one, I was, uh, I found inboxes and I was like one of like, it was right before he got partnered and he, he then blew up after that. And he was one of the best for sure back then. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, you know, learned his techniques and then we created, um, a team of, of, uh, five for the public scrims through his chat. we were we were basically all mods for him. And, you know, we, uh, we started playing and everyone counted us out and they're like, ah, the mods are here, blah, blah, blah. We ended up doing good. And then, um, basically it was just building a reputation within the community. Like D4 said earlier, I was known as a sniper, and I got that very, very quick in the Z1 days, um, that reputation. And basically from there on out, it was just being cool and making friends with everybody and, and trying not to burn bridges, you know, just being respectful and trying to, trying to make uh, as many connections yeah. as I could.
0: That is the, if you are a YouTuber out there, if you are anybody that wants to be in social media game of any sort, and th- I'm telling you this after like almost 10 years of experience, do not burn a damn bridge. That is the biggest thing that all these new pro players do. And you see all these new content creators. They piggyback off of each other. They kit, like, they backstab each other 24-7. And there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that you see. And they talk shit on games. Do not talk shit on any game. Cause I've had friends that I played with, that I was friends with, that now work at twitch they work at different gaming companies call of duty uh you name it whatever and then what has happened i've had played with a lot of people and started working with other people on deals uh worked on different games that i grew off of speaking of like h1 one of those games and me being friends with people has got me deals it's also gotten me into other games uh some of those people have left certain companies and went to a different company and and it has paid off dividends because I didn't burn bridges and I didn't talk shit. Do not talk shit on a game that you can't back it up on. That you, if you want to burn every bridge, then go ahead, burn every fucking bridge. But don't talk shit on people and games because it's not worth it at the end of the day. So, all no, I think what you did—that's amazing. Keep—I'm not saying you got to be fake, but just don't burn bridges. If you don't like somebody, just don't talk to them. You don't have to talk shit behind their back. Just. Don't play with them or do not talk to them. It's not that hard. Yeah,
2: ex- exactly. Just don't associate with them and keep it, keep it neutral. Exactly. If you need somebody to vent to, you know, get a real life buddy that kind of knows what's going on and, you know, just vent on them, you know?
0: D20. What? Who said that? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello? That's how D20 and I basically got into gaming. Like, I was playing, being an idiot on Halo and I was talking shit to people online and, um, we got was in sleeping on the couch. He was sleeping on the couch <laughs> and I was like he was like, dude I was like, You want to play with me? He's like, dude, I don't even have a gamer tag at this point. He's like, I don't even know what I should be. I was like, Well, I'm Deluxe Four. Why don't you just add your your sports number to the end? He's like, All right. So he became yep. Deluxe twenty and we just played Halo all the time. We played twos all the time. And then that turned into me making videos, then dragging him along, meeting other people, and then just kind of continuously down the road continue to do that. So I don't know, it's just like Same stuff there, man. Just don't burn bridges. And you're right. Having a friend that you can talk to, and it didn't have to be someone that you know IRL, but it's nice to have someone IRL. Like there's not a lot of people that know the ins and outs of me 24 seven and everything that I do in my life, but D20 is one of them because he's my boy and I tell him everything. He tells me everything. And that's just kind of how it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to have somebody to talk to. That's like the best thing for anybody. So can't, can't be holding that stuff inside.
0: So you said your, your friend, is it like your best friend, or who is this person that you talk to?
2: Oh, uh, I usually just talk to my brother.
0: You talk to your brother? Okay, well, cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or I mean, I have I have like one of my old teammates, Doug. He's he's probably my one of my yeah. No, he definitely is the best friend I met on the internet for sure. My old teammate from H one.
0: I got you. So like, what happened with the old H one thing? Like, what team were you on, and where did that kind of go? Like, I know you told me a little bit about it, but I don't know the whole story.
2: Yeah. So. I was a part of Set to Destroy, which is now Lazarus, and they approached me. Um, I think it was it was remember Fight for the Crown. It was a couple months before that. Right. I can't remember the exact date, but it was it was like two years, a little over two years ago, and they said, "Hey, um, we." We got some people on our, our squad that recommended you. We'd like to do a little interview. They said you, you're a great player, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, did the interview and they're like, we got a LAN event coming up. Uh, it's, it's a couple months out, but we want to be, you know, on the forefront just ready to go. I'm like, you know what? Why would I turn this down? You know, take a chance. You know, they're not a tier one org or anything, but it doesn't matter. And, you know, when it comes to the player's performance, you know, doesn't matter who you're representing. If you can get the job done, you can get the job done.
0: Right.
2: Um, so yeah, we, we had four at that point when I got signed on and we were looking for a fifth. And just like earlier that day, uh, I got clapped by Doug and I'm like, holy shit. Like even when I died, I was like, wow, that guy's actually a good player. That was, that was a good move. And we couldn't figure it out. I'm like, dude, I don't know this guy, but let's try him out. And dude, me and Doug clicked like, like we were long lost brothers instantly. Dude's, yeah. and he's insane. He, he, he was, uh, our, our carry in, the the pro league. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we did, did the land and after a fight for the crown, we, me and Doug weren't too happy with our teammates performance. So we, we went back to them, had a meeting and we're like, guys, you know, we have nothing against you personally, but it's either me and Doug are leaving or we get to pick the roster and you guys are gone. Like no disrespect, like that's just how it's gotta be.
0: Right. And but our what is org- Doug's name on, um, like H1 and all that. Doug is raw. Doug is raw. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, he's he's actually killing it in the cod streams recently. I'm super proud of him.
0: Good deal, man. He's
2: he's in- insanely talented. Switch,
0: if you want to give him a little shout out right here.
2: Yeah, Doug is raw, my boy.
0: It's all together, like Doug is raw. Yep. Deal. One okay. word. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Right.
2: Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He deserves it. But yeah, we, so we got control. Yeah, we got control of the team and you know, there wasn't any bad blood. So I was really happy about that. Cause like I said about earlier, I don't want to burn bridges with ex teammates just because we didn't vibe and they were all cool. So I was happy about that. And we bring in, uh, Oh yeah, we actually, we got some guys from another team. Uh, Charlie C class, Mikey, Mikey murder okay. and Benny boy. And we played with them at DreamHack Atlanta in Sweden, and we did better, but we didn't, we still weren't all there. So, fast forward to, we, we hear about the Pro League announcement at TwitchCon, and me and Doug are like, alright dude, we can, we can do this, you know, we can, we can fucking do this. So we start practicing our butts off and getting ready for the Pro League, and right before the Pro League we lost one of our teammates because he wanted to, go get this government job. We're like, bro, do it. That's, that's a great gig. Don't even throw that away. So he went off and did that, Mikey. And then Charlie, uh, I think he was going through like a a little crisis. He's got like a family and everything. So he, he wanted to go and do some other things like, all right, that's cool. So it's me, Benny, Doug, and stomp a little, stomp a little was originally our, 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 our coach and our sixth. So in case we need to ring her, Right. So we brought Stomp to the roster, and we uh, got Prodigy Aces. He's one of the gold AK winners from the showdown. Arguably the, one of the best players in the game and definitely the best in-game leader in uh, probably all of VR, honestly.
0: Where's you find him? The here. guys
2: is. So we've always known about Prod. Prod was a part of a team for the H1 scrims that we did uh, called Unsigned Talent. And it was, they were the dream team. -hmm. They, they, they were absolutely like 90%, I'm not even 90, I'd say 80% win rate and like 95% top 5, which is amazing to hold that in VR, especially against all the good teams we were going up against. They, like, prod was just leading it because they're basically all slayers and then prod's game intelligence is just amazing.
0: What is he doing now? So
2: he's playing uh, Fortnite.
0: Oh, cool! Is he any good at it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. yeah, he's yeah.
2: Yeah. Who did he get picked up by? Uh, TSM just recently got picked up by TSM.
0: Oh, cool. Well, yeah. You. So
2: he's doing great. And um, it was coming down to like a week before the pro league, and they didn't get picked up, so they all kind of split off into random, you know, teams. And we we had Doug hit up Prod because they had a decent relationship, and he's like, "Yo, I, uh." I got you a spot if you want it basically. And prods like, probably got six or seven offers and he, he decided to roll with us. So, um, we had like maybe a day or two to play with him before we actually flew out to Vegas and started, uh, playing. But, uh, yeah, dude, it, after like our second week, we became like a, a wrecking train there for a little bit, just dominating. We would we were always aggressive and, and getting those early kills because in that league kills were like your main point source. Right. And and we were all down to play aggro and and move early and and try to catch people on the rotation and dude, it was, it was the pro league was like a blast and an amazing experience and a fucking nightmare all at the same time.
0: <laughs> what happened? Because I'm sure
2: I'm sure most of you guys know about it. in the audience is the H1.
0: What happened? Tell so, everybody what happened, because a lot of people did weren't a lot. A lot of people listen to this either weren't involved in the H one scene or got out of H one when it hit that scene. When it became the pro league, a lot of people were getting out at that point.
2: Yeah, they were already gone, pretty much. Yeah, they, the pro league was honestly a year late. Yeah, but um. Yeah, dude, I I think it'd be easier to say what they did right than what than what they did wrong. <laughs> Damn. And like I I've always said um the the problem from that league was the higher-ups, like the four, you know, four or five people up at top that are making the the financial decisions. They they knew so little about what we were doing about not even just the game, but gaming in general. Oh, wow. It was, it was infuriating. You know, men
0: in suits pretty much?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was just Hollywood, Hollywood elites, just, you know, oh, we'll put this money here, that money there, okay, this plan sounds good, that plan, and like, even if, even if the, the org owners or the players expressed their concern, nothing was done. Right. So it was basically we we're just, you know, whatever, we're getting paid good, just, just ride it out. We, they, they claimed that we were gonna do a two years, Jace Hall, I still remember this quote, he goes, I don't care if you guys are the last players in this game. We're going to do this. You guys will not be left out hung, hung out to dry. And we, we made it through the first split and didn't even get to finish the whole damn league.
0: No, <laughs> like, uh,
2: not even a whole year, man. Like so they had a 38 million. Much, yeah. 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 They had 38 million dollar budget and we played 10 weeks and it was gone. Like it's, it is, they had the wrong people in charge. If they had, there was a, there was quite a few people that were there working it that were very qualified and, and knew what to do and knew how to do it. But they couldn't do it because, you know, they weren't, they weren't the, the right, they weren't, they didn't have the right job title. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like how, like as a pro gamer, how's it work on your end? I mean, I get the higher up stuff. Like, a lot of that stuff is like mishandled a lot of it because it's new to a lot of people. I think H1 being a BR was the first BR to really go pro and have kind of the pro scene going on with it. So I yeah. get it. There was a lot of mistakes and there was a lot of people that didn't know kind of what was going on with the whole scene. And there was just a lot of people trying to make money and not really uh, invest. And it was just weird. But anyways, on your side of it how was it like, did you have to pay for your plane tickets? Did you pay for your, uh, entry fee? Like how does a pro gamer schedule go when going to some of these events? And what do you basically do?
2: Um, I mean, generally it comes down to contract to contract, but what I tell anybody that's like kind of new to it or might be signing a contract is you do not pay for flights. You do not pay for hotel. Um, you can't always expect a per diem, you know, that cash for food, but, right, right? You know, you gotta feed yourself, so it's whatever. Um, as far as like cuts, you know, it's a, in any entertainment industry or, you know, agent industry where you have to have somebody representing you, 15% is the general, general percentage for a cut. Right. If you're a big dog and making big money and you got a big relationship with who you're working with, then sure, you could talk about 10%. But generally expect 15% from your winnings being given to the team. Right. Um, yeah. And just be very careful with signing with these, these, uh, small works because what I've noticed from the gaming industry is it's, it's pretty dog eat dog and a lot of, um, trust fund kids getting out there making a, a, a quote unquote team that they bought a Twitter account with. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, I get it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of dangerous. That's for big, too. You see this stuff with oh, yeah. Tfue right now. Um, yeah, that's And that true. goes all back to, hey, man, just look at the contract. And we learned that the hard way, too. Um, back in the day, I don't know if you remember these days on all, but um, there was Machinima, and we mm-hmm. all were – We all signed this contract because we all wanted a YouTube banner, and that was the first money you could ever make on YouTube from gaming. So getting that banner was like, holy shit, you're one in 20 people that have a banner. So I get a, I get this banner. I signed this contract. I don't read nothing on that. There's this one little fucking word, perpetuity, and that means for fucking ever, and nobody knew what the fuck it meant, and everybody signed on that dotted line. Thank God Mm -hmm, we had mm -hmm. some lawyer from... Somewhere, some gamer, gamer boy hired this lawyer and they got rid of that contract because it's, that's not a real thing. Like, you can't sign someone forever. Um, and so, um, we got, we got out of it, but it took a long ass time. And I know D20 went through a contract with Machinima forever, uh, because of it. So, I mean. The opportunity stuff really fucking got people back in the day, and still today, people don't read their contracts. Just read the damn contract. If you don't understand it, get someone that does understand it to read it to you. I mean, it's not that even, not that hard.
2: Even if you understand it, give it to a lawyer. Yeah, anything, right? anything you're signing past a you know a liability waiver for going to an event, get somebody else to look at it, man, because there might be something like you said that one little word. I remember the machinima stuff, dude. That Like. Yeah, they they had like a monopoly for um, a minute.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. Every if you weren't signed with Machinima, you didn't have a gaming contract. No, yeah, what it didn't matter. You couldn't upload gaming content and make a dime off of it if you weren't with Machinima because you first had to get on Machinima through their respawn or their sports, whatever. I got yeah, on. Then you get through sports. Yeah, I like got that? thrown through sports. Yeah. Speedy and them got on through respawn by the hair. of Their chinny chin chin. That was that's when Speedy passed me in subs, and I was like. Yeah, I want to be on it, but I don't want to make videos for them. You had to make a video for them, and then they would sign you. That's When they signed you, then you got your partnership, but you had to make a video for them, and they had to approve it. Uh, so once hmm. that became part of the Respawn project, so I said, fuck that, I don't want to make a... Her- a uh thing for them so i promised reese our machinima sports that i would make a video for them and they signed me before i made the video and i never made the video so i was like hell yeah later bitch and then so i was (laughs) signed with them and then they're like hey do you want to be part of the respawn thing i was like i don't want to make a video for you but if you want one of my videos then have at it they picked a video and then i put it on there but it was already made so i didn't have to really mess with it so um yeah but that was that was the whole deal then but I can imagine now uh, so many of these contracts are crazy. Another two things that you need to look out for. Number one also is everything is negotiable. I can't even say that right. Negotiable. <laughs> I can't, what? I, whatever. Um, you can negotiate everything on a contract. It doesn't matter what it is. Percentages, money, whatever it is, term. You can negotiate whatever you want. So know that people out there that are going through this whole YouTube stuff or signing with the pro team or whatever it might be. And... Um, the other one, what was I going to say? There was one more thing with the whole pro stuff. I was trying to think about this. Um, you can – you had to look at – Lawyer was one of them. I'll think of it here in a minute, but Jesus, there was like one more thing I wanted to tell everybody, and I totally forgot what it was. Uh, maybe I'll spike it. Maybe I'll spike it here in a minute, but I totally had it. But anyways, uh, but yeah, definitely, right. that was the thing.
2: So, yeah, like even going back to the contracts, like when we signed – uh, we, we made our, our org adjust the contract, like, a week before the deadline of the contracts having to be sent out. Like, we're like, listen, man, you, we've, we've dealt with you guys a long time. We know what we're worth. We know this is not right. And, and you, you know, you need to change. And they're like, okay, okay. They did, you know, they hit up the lawyers and did what they had to do because they wanted in this as bad as we did. They, they, they all get paid very well. That's another thing about the pro league. Is they claim it's a player, they claimed it was a player's first league, but there's probably, there's probably five, six teams that, that barely paid their players anything to this day. My contract, my contract was so good, I got paid in full, even though we only did half the, half the year. That's awesome. And yeah, like we, we were, I, I can't thank Charlie from uh, Lazarus enough, like how, how well they handled everything. And they actually had our back, man. Like, like I, I I consider them like a true friend besides the business. shit, Like they, they, they looked out for us at the end of the day and, and made, made the, the league finish out their payments. So that was awesome. But there's, there's kids that came over from Europe, man, that they, they may have only gotten 20% of their pay. And once the, the league shut down halfway through the season, They were told, well, good luck, you know, good luck on your way home. And, oh, by the way, the house that we rented out for you guys is, uh, it's going to be, uh, closed down next week. Like I'm not, yeah, like some of these kids got, and these are by orgs that you wouldn't believe it would be coming from. Like, like orgs from back in the counter strike beginning days, like those type of guys, like the big dogs, you would not expect it, but it just, Just be very, 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 very careful when you start signing contracts for this stuff.
0: I remember that other thing now. So every contract, just because you sign a contract for like two years, doesn't mean one party or the other can't go ahead and cut that contract off. So there's been contracts that we've had in the past where we're on this deal and there's no expiration date. And... That doesn't mean. Basically, that gives them all the power. They can cut it off any time they want to, whether it's a streamer deal, whether it's a, a YouTube package, or whatever it might be. But they can cut that thing off any time they want to. We, I've been in the middle, like, hey, we're gonna pay you for a year this X amount of money every month, and getting to month number two, and they're like, ah, eh, later, bitch, and they're like, N- we're not paying anymore. We're we're done. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the contract. Like, they, it's basically it has no expiration date, so they can do whatever the hell they want to.
2: Yeah, you need to make sure that they're financially liable from what they're promising
1: as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a big thing as well. But yeah, that was the other thing I want to say. So thanks for marking that because that kind of helped me I, out with that. so yeah. i spike that for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you've been paid to race motocross and do that kind of stuff. You've been paid to play video games. Have you had any other jobs outside of those?
2: Um, I worked at a pretty cool, uh, uh, drift and like motorcycle shop out in Vegas when I was kind of just taking a year off just to relax and, you know, do some, something different. Uh, our cool. shop out there, like it was crazy. We had like desert trucks that was doing like Baja. And then we'd have yeah, like cool. our, our boss that did it. He, um, some of you guys might have seen the videos that are the monster drift videos with the, the motorcycles. He does like, a, it's like the drift one, drift two, drift three on motorcycle series. They get millions of views and all that. So we always had like badass turbo street bikes, and we had a a bunch of freestyle guys that would always do wheelies in the parking lot, and we'd we'd race our motorcycles out in the parking lot and pull out the drift cars. There was a couple guys that were like pro drifters that were out there. There There's always something going on at that shop. It was a great time. That sounds cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: So, so I mean, you've done a lot of stuff. Where do you see? I mean, I guess if you could call it a career, because you've done a lot of different things, kind of bounced around to different things. But like, where do you see your career going, or where do you see All-N-All or Jr. In, in a few years down the road? Really, I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> what <laughs> what I've been thinking and trying to do,
2: I want to be able to have like at least some type of uh, PR job or some kind of in and out job with gaming or even the riding industry. But what I've been kind of leaning towards recently is uh, getting some experience and like large equipment, like bulldozers and stuff. Dude, you can make because so lo-
0: much money.
2: Yeah. I- I'm really good with like operating things, you know, it's you know get, so it,
0: yeah, that or a crane, the crane people make a shit ton of money and all they do is sit there in the air conditioner, dude. Cause not many right. people can do it. It's so nuts, dude. I just looked all this stuff up. I don't, I was looking on like a Reddit form or something and it was like jobs you wouldn't think make a shit ton of money. And mm-hmm. the thing is a lot of people don't know how to work heavy equipment. Like you can get paid hella money from different jobs. Let's say, I'm just going to make up some shit. So let's say you will go to Alaska and you're digging for gold. Okay. And they're like, hey, we'll pay someone just to run our, our backhoe or whatever, our bulldozer. And mm-hmm. when you get there, they pay your ass before you get on the damn thing because they can't find people. It's so rare to find people for a lot of these jobs. And you get a shit ton and you get guaranteed no matter how the job goes. Let's say you don't find one nugget of gold. It doesn't matter. You already got your fucking money. So a lot of times those jobs are easy. You don't do a lot of work. And you're the only one who knows how to fucking do it. So that's pretty awesome. So I, I'd say yeah. I know, hell yeah, get into that.
2: Yeah, one of my, one of my buddies, old, uh, he's actually an old pro ATV and monster truck driver. Like he was like my idol growing up and I became really good friends with him.
0: He didn't drive Gravedigger, uh, did he? No, oh, no, God, he, he
2: didn't. He, he, <laughs> he actually got into monster trucks through Gravedigger and Dennis Anderson though. Oh,
0: damn. Okay.
2: But yeah, uh, he, uh, he's now doing, uh, firefire work and heavy machinery out in, out in California. Oh wow. So fire what he does again. is, yeah, he he leads, like, these dozers plowing past on these mountain cliffs and, like, getting it so the firefighters can get up there and access everything to, you know, okay, like, control. And he's telling me stories about, it, like, left side, you know, 200-foot drop, right side fire. I'm like, bro, get me in on this. And he's <laughs> like, awesome. he's like, whoa, you,
0: you know, hit up backflips off the dozer, dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad ass place out there. We're going to be filming that. We need to talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, he's like, yo, just hit up Luberg, which is another old pro guy that I've been friends with for a while. He lives in Ohio. He's like, he's building a track. He probably lets you go out there and, you know, mess around and get some experience. I'm like, yeah, that's right. So hopefully I can get that in this year. But yeah, I might I might lean towards that because you work you work like four or five days hard and then you're off a couple days type deal.
0: That seems like something up your alley too.
2: Yeah, dude, for sure. I I I've always wanted a job that's that's needs a little risk, but it's rewarding and it's purposeful. Like with my freestyle gig, the the coolest thing ever is sitting in the autograph line and having some little kid that can barely see over the table come up eyes all bug eyed and just (laughs) smiling and just so stoked that they're they like they're getting to talk to us because you know five minutes ago we were 30 feet in the air upside down and now they're just like oh man so it's really rewarding because we do a lot of the shows where we go back to the spots year after year oh yeah and and you get to see these kids grow up or you see them go from like a little kid into like a you know high school teenager and it's it's
0: cool that's cool, man. Hey, listen, like if you want to make it big on YouTube, here's what your ass needs to do. You need to start putting up all your like your ATV stuff twenty four seven, like the living the life of all and all on a daily yeah. basis when you go to these things. Fucking buy a GoPro. I would watch that shit twenty four seven. I'm not even joking. I would watch your dumb ass break your face a hundred times. <laughs> be in the hospital, walking around, shooting the shit with people, because you're like the coolest dude in the fucking world, man. I'm telling you. I, no, I'd watch this shit today. Hey, what are you doing?
2: I, I know. I've, I've slacked so hard on that stuff, dude. I love messing with nurses, so though. That's my buy favorite. buy
0: somebody, <laughs> like buy some dude to follow you around. Like when you get your brother to do it, his ass ain't got nothing else to do. Like, yeah, yes. you're wrong. Get <laughs> <laughs> in there, show him how to cut up things in Vegas, and you're good as hell, man. Because I can imagine yeah. this. Here's how, no, dog. He's going to one of these events. He's like, hey, bitch, uh, I'm about to win this race. Wins the race. He's like, oh, I'm kidding. Here, you can have. I'm gonna let you try to get some of your money back, bro. You, you didn't win any money. I'm gonna let you get it back. Let's play some H1 real quick. If I beat you, you owe me 100. If you beat me, I give you 200. You beat his ass <laughs> until it's hundred bucks, man. That's that's what you do all easy. The time. Hey, easy, easy point, money, boy. Hustle, I'm telling you, hustling. Hustling, <laughs> This man's gonna be hustling. Yeah, for real though. You need to get that shit together. Tell your brother I was telling him. D force yeah. get shit together, brother. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, what are you doing with your life? Get it you Come on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's funny.
2: Yeah, I definitely I I really do. I, I wish I had a guy I could just send off you know, S, SSD cards or whatever to.
0: Right? I I mean, you're winning all these damn races. I I don't expect why like, you can't just throw a couple hundred dollars at somebody and they get it done, man.
2: See that's what's messed up, man. I've done a lot of cool stuff, but I I've done it more for the passion.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I mean, so I've right made money, no but I'm not what. loaded. Yeah, exactly. No matter what you do, you got to do it for the passion. The money will come if the money comes. If it don't come, it don't come. You still had fun. So it's all good. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I'm right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's so many people that like so many kids and like teenagers, young adults, all that kind of stuff. They get into like they're like, oh, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel because I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna make money like Ninja and all these guys. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on, you know. But they're not that pass. Like it's not really their passion. They just want to make money and not have to do anything but play video games all day. Right. Like yeah. they don't. They don't put the time in. They're not, you know, out there grinding. They're like, oh, you know, I play video games two hours a day and I and beat my you know, brother. Posted, yeah, posted on YouTube and I can't get any views. Like what's the deal? Like <laughs> yeah. they don't. They don't watch tutorials on how to edit. They don't, you know. They just post the gameplay, and, like, I don't know why I'm not a millionaire by the time I'm 16. Like, I oh. just don't have a drive to try to do stuff. and. Like, Agreed. I
2: mean, yeah. A lot of people seem to forget about Ninja streaming for, like, 12 hours a day for six or seven years. On right. even
0: yeah. H1, he was a yeah. really, really good player at H1. I used to watch him all the time on H1. He would have 200 people watching him, which is a big number, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it ain't the ninja that we know now. He was really toxic back then and, all, and I loved the <laughs> I too. loved him. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love the ninja now too. I'm not gonna say anything bad about him because I love ninja to death and I I know the grind, I know how hard he's worked, and I'm I'm super proud of him and everything that he's done so far. But uh yeah, I mean sometimes it takes years upon years upon years, and some people don't have that time. Some people gotta get a real job, gotta get an education, gotta do this, this and this. So I mean some people don't wanna put the time in to get the rewards, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants everything right now instantly um but it ain't no game but we're gonna go ahead and get into some games with my boy d20 d20's got a couple games for us right now so let's uh go ahead and jump into those tell them what's up d20 all
1: right all now the first thing that we have up is uh one that we do kind of in each each one it's called what are you digging and we're just going to kind of ask you a question and it's just uh, something that you're into right now like uh, whatever. my favorite yeah so the first one is what food can you not get enough of
2: Hmm. Now, are w'e talking like a meal or a single food.
1: Um, I mean, you could go either way. Like, if if there's something like if you have like a a craving food, like, oh man, I gotta have you know whatever chips mm. every day. Or if it, if there's just a meal that you're like, anytime you go, you know, you go home to your parents' house, like you want mama to fix that for you, like something like that.
2: I, have, I have steak, mashed potatoes, corn and gravy.
0: My um, man. Okay. Bro, just <laughs> okay.
2: The corn's got to be stirred with the gravy and the taters. Dude, are you okay. sure you don't get live a nice south, south feller? Come on, bro. I, all my friends are from the south. Everyone, <laughs> dude, so many people think I'm from the south. Dude, I'm like, nah, like dude. It.
1: Yeah,
2: you know. Yeah, you I got, got
1: biscuits with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, cornbread buttered the hell. <laughs> buttered <Cornbread> the <laughs> hell, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> hell, boy. I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even pick it up because it's so buttery. You can just <laughs> slide yeah. it
2: your hand. Dude, you gotta get that bitch with a straw. <laughs> Just <laughs> <That's good.
1: laughs> <laughs> slurp it up with your mashed potatoes and corn. Hell yeah, yeah, All mix right. it together. All right, the next one is what are you digging? And it is what is your chill game right now? Like, if you just want to chill out, just kind of like veg out, like not worry about anything, just playing a game. What is it?
2: Uh f- battle, dude, between some. Hmm. But I'm gonna. T- I have to go with RuneScape, dude. There's there is yeah, no boy. game you can chill. Yeah. Like, that's just, you can literally go lounge mode and just click every now and then.
0: No, if you've ever seen, I brought this up earlier, but I'm bringing it up one more, one more time. If you ever go to his stream, oh, no, sitting back, chilling, got RuneScape in, like, a small window. He's watching videos with you guys, opening up YouTube videos, watching dumb people do dumb shit. And then he's just, like, fishing on RuneScape, fishing for lobbies, you know what I'm saying? But uh it, it's, I don't know, it's the chillest shit ever. It's, like... Crazy, but anyways, I I thought that was pretty cool. When I'm- yeah,
2: we used we used to do like Ramsey Scape, or we'd watch uh you
1: know Kel's you. like Hell's Kitchen or stuff like that. Watched it, with yeah, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, it's kind of on those lines because you do this some on your stream, but what YouTube channels are you watching right now? Hmm,
2: definitely uh. Scotty Cranmer. I love I love yeah. them what they got going on. He's a BMX guy. Oh, cool. But um like he was one of the best. He actually he probably was the best or or at least top three when he had his accident. And uh he was he had like a really bad head injury and spine injury and he's like slowly over the years getting back to going and riding. But he's got a cool crew. He's got a couple like he's got a couple funny guys, a couple hard working guys, a couple just crazy guys. Uh, they got like a, a good mix of uh, personality there.
0: Hmm. Who's that? Remind me. They should be doing that shit. Hmm. I wonder who that should be. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you, Jr. The fuck, man? Yeah, you you right. you're right. He's you're a right. Life together, man. Holy you're God.
2: right, dude. <laughs> See, but whenever I, I, I would film all the time, uh, back when we first started, especially, but it was almost impossible to get anybody else to film me. Oh, so yeah, like all true. my footage is like my oh, boys. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs>
2: I, I kind of I kind of flew under the radar for a lot of shit
0: because you were filming everybody else. I get you. I get you. Pretty much just doing my own thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. The next one. What are you digging is what music is on your all time playlist? Like if you had a playlist of your favorites, what just kind of music? Just give us a couple of songs. You ain't got to give us. Oh, well, definitely Nappy Roots on, you
0: oh, know, okay. okay. got to represent. Isn't that your uh, <laughs> sub sound, by the way?
2: Yeah, I think our follower. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, follower. follower yeah. Follower, okay.
2: But uh as far as songs go, dude, like uh I think Eminem, Die motherfucker. Yeah, it's a savage. Okay. But classics, I love classic rock. Like that's my go-to. So like
0: we'll be talking Led Zeppelin, are we are talking ACDC, dc what are we talking?
2: Uh yeah. Um Dude, it's just so hard to pull one favorite out because, like, I love all types of all types of classic. I love like Cash, you know. Oh, Johnny uh,
0: okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I consider him more rock. I know people say. Oh, no, I, I
0: think no, I think that's perfect. I think you yeah put him in the right category.
2: But uh. Shoot, man. Anything you hear on, like, a normal classic rock station, I can get down to. It's like, when you're traveling the States and you're in the middle of nowhere and you burn through every CD you have, there's always going to be a a a classic rock station.
1: Always. always. true. All right, that's going to do it for What Are You Digging? We're going to move on to our next one, and it is called Pump It or Dump It. And basically, we're going to give you just a random uh, category or random topic and you're going to tell us if you like it, if you would pump it or if you dump it, like you, you don't mess with that kind of stuff. So just tell gonna, us I'm why going like to read one off. Yeah. I'm going to read it off and you can either say pump it or dump it. And then we can, you know, kind of talk about it a little bit if you want to, but, um, cool. all right. The first one is animals wearing clothes,
0: pump it or dump it, D- dump that shit right <laughs> now. <laughs> I, agree,
1: I
2: agree. Stop that shit. dude. I hate it's that ridiculous. Shit. They don't like it either. I don't, exactly. I, I don't care what your, I don't care what what the age. fur mama says, like that whole <laughs> shit, bro. Get the hell out of here. Dogs, dogs want you to pet them, throw the ball and give them a treat and tell them they're a good boy every now and then. That's it.
0: Good dog. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I,
2: I, I love dogs, but dude, quit dressing your damn dogs. They don't dogs. need
0: shoes. They, what the fuck? They don't need no, shoes.
2: No, that's the worst, that bro. That is the worst. You're, you're just, that's <laughs> you're like, that's like be. throwing, yeah, that's like throwing, like, Cement blocks on your shoes and be like, "All right, bud, go have fun." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people have their animals wearing clothes, and then now we have furries that are <laughs> wearing now animals we have animals <laughs> thinking <laughs> they're animals and the animals thinking they're people. We don't know what's going on. Uh, 2019, bro. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one: reality TV.
2: Dump it, dude. I hate it. That's Not dude. Hate. I hate fake shit. Like. I just, I cannot stand, especially, like, fake TV, where, like, I, I've done enough filming of, like, my writing, and then enough filming of, like, the, you know, people, like, saying, all right, we're going to do this scene for this, and we want you to act like this. Like, right. I, I can understand, like, having a little plot, but, like, they, making fake drama, that shit's just, nah.
0: you like the Kardashians, bro, come on, dog. I'm <laughs> oh.
1: not keeping up with them I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, the next one is superhero movies. Pump it up, bro.
0: What's your favorite? He doesn't like. Your... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, you a Batman guy? You like a uh, Iron Man? You a Spider Man? What you?
2: I, I I like Iron Man, but like I like a uh, Joker. Joker's role. I like the I like
1: the villain roles in those type of movies and action movies.
0: Looks good too, man. Looks good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, the next one is cheesy dad jokes.
2: I think we've had. I think we've had enough of that. I think we should dump that.
1: <laughs> we've had enough.
2: It's. It seems like every Tinder girl I see is like, "I love dad jokes." hee. <laughs> like, get out of here, dad bods yeah.
1: and dad jokes. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm glad the dad bod thing's gone, yeah. dude.
1: <laughs> you just have daddy issues.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Right, I mean, next th- there, there's a few, there's a few I would let slide for sure, but generally dump
1: it. Go ahead and tell it, go ahead and tell us the uh, dad joke. Let's go ahead and get one in there. You got oh,
2: I don't <laughs> got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. I, I hate the jokes. So I, I, I make you comedy hit him on the fly.
0: or our, our Tinder, I should say. You hit them on Tinder. That's the first thing you do, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hit
1: them with a dad joke.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. The next one is, uh, hiring help. Like, are you the kind of person that, I mean, obviously you do like motocross and all that kind of stuff. So are you somebody that just wants to like figure out how to fix stuff or do you, would you hire somebody to fix something? Uh, definitely
2: hire. So yeah, like I, uh, pump that up. If you're not a hundred percent confident in yourself or don't want to be to that point, like I, I started hiring a mechanic in freestyle after I had my, my second heel break because it, it came down to, uh, mechanical issues and there were little mistakes that I made. So from there on out, uh, I hired a, my own mechanic that I knew that was very good. And, you know, I trusted him with my life basically. And uh, I, I never had another issue again. So some things definitely, but like, if it's something like,
1: up lights, uh, you got that right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Changing light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> a specialty job, sure, hire somebody. But if it's something that you just need to, you know, watch a YouTube guide on or something weird, you know, <laughs> yeah, knock that shit out yourself. Because the best thing in life is experience. I Like it.
1: All right. The next one for pump it or dump it is reading novels. Uh. Are you much?
2: I reader? mean, yeah. I say uh, pump it. There's there's one thing I learned from my dad is uh reading uh, all all types of different literature is definitely the best way to soak in new information.
0: Is anime literature? No. Thank you. <laughs> I love it's you a more. sin I love you way more
2: you. all right Dude, there's there's two things that freaking bug me on Twitter it's furries and weeds <laughs> <laughs> I can't I just can't man I, I got friends that are weeds like I, I let that slide but if you're dressing up as a damn dog at night I, I we
1: gotta have a talk <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, shit. all right the next one is salt and vinegar chips.
2: Oh, pump it up, bud! Yeah, I like fuck. it. Make it burn. Make it bleed. <laughs> I
1: like
2: it. I you like ever, it. you ever eat so many Sour Patch Kids or Warheads, your tongue bleeds?
0: Oh yeah, dude. That, I don't know about uh-huh. bleeding, but you definitely have a different texture on your tongue. Or <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like the
2: roof of your mouth, yeah. all cut up. It's all done. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's when you know you did work.
1: <laughs> all, right. all right. The next one is audibly farting in public.
2: Uh. uh De- I'm gonna pump it. I'm gonna I'm gonna soft pump it, yes. Soft pump on the on the location. Yeah, maybe two. Um if it's if you're with your grandma, your mom, out to something, you know, kinda more where you gotta show a little class, definitely <laughs> definitely, you know, walk around the corner real quick. But if you're like at a at a bar or you're at a McDonald's and the and the, the cashier is pretty cute. Just stare her in the eyes and just let it go and give her a little wink.
1: <laughs> just one of those long, like, ones, like you can keep that one, baby. <laughs> it'll it'll
2: be like disgusting, but she'll never forget you. <laughs>
1: <She'll> never forget <laughs> she
0: can it. taste it. And
1: that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. All right, the next one: peanut butter on pancakes. Um, personally, dump
2: it, but I ain't gonna hate you if you pump it.
1: Alright. You all right. like, uh, syrup or are you just not a pancake guy or?
2: Yeah, I'm a syrup, syrup and butter. No, uh, no chocolate, no fruit and all that nonsense. You know, that fancy
1: stuff. <laughs> just yeah, just, just getting, just, get, just getting get gritty, baby. Yeah. Alright. The next one is pump it or dump it for Old Town Road.
2: I, I can hear it like two or three more times, so we're gonna go up the soft pump, close
1: pump on that. <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: but we're, we're we're getting we're getting this to the dump stage. I saw like an auditorium full of six-year-olds doing <laughs> singing it and then I thought to myself how the hell are you gonna let your six-year-old kid talk about bull riding and boobies
0: <laughs> Yeah, so <true. laughs>
2: so I think it's it's getting so big that it might need Slade yeah, you it know fun. might need to take her out
0: I'm with you <laughs> yeah. on that one I like it
1: All right last and the one. last one for pump it or dump it is grown men playing softball.
2: Dude, you gotta get rid of that, don't <laughs> like they boys? Like there, there's other things that don't take much, you know, effort or, you know, just you want to go chill. Like even like wiffle ball, at least wiffle ball, they can have like crazy pitches and it's kind of fast paced. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah softball.
1: Yeah. Eh. yeah. I went to like a, it was like an old man's league. Uh, and I was watching, uh, the game or whatever and like, there's, like, half of them, like, couldn't even, like, run the base. Or, like, they would they would bat and get on base and then have to have, like, somebody pinch run for them. Because <laughs> oh, uh, it's like, oh, my god Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. You guys are really slacking out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Right, that's all for our games. Yeah. So, now, oh, you want to go ahead? No, go ahead. I was, gonna let you <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, now is the part where we're just going to kind of let you plug whatever you want to plug um youtube channel twitch channel like whatever you want to plug whatever you want to talk about whatever you're working on right now uh you got a few minutes to just kind of let everybody know about you whatever whatever they don't already know from the last hour or so and uh, just kind of promote yourself
2: right on dude i appreciate it like once again guys thank you so much for this opportunity i've i've been following you guys for a long time and uh you guys have provided me with a lot of content and I'm i'm stoked to be here talking to you let alone call you guys some friends so first and foremost, thank you again. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, what I got going on now, man, is since gaming's kind of chilled out for me is I'm going to try to get back to riding a little. We're going to see how that goes. I got, um, in about two months, we're going to start filming for a movie called, uh, Moto Butter 2. We, uh, we filmed one, uh, I think it was three or four years ago now. And then it was, uh, number one in iTunes Sports for a while. We sold, oh, we had like, I think they sold like 11,000 copies and, uh, something like 2.8 million stream views on their stream, something like that. It did very good. So we're expecting, uh, you know, some good, good numbers on this next one and excellent locations. So we're going to be doing some crazy like 200 foot jumps out in California. Gonna be a lot of freestyle, like mud, sand dunes, pretty much anything you can do on a four wheeler. You're going to see it in this upcoming movie. You're going to see backflips, you might see a front flip. You're going to see a lot more, uh, of our perspective of the travel, especially in the bonus scenes. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm, I, I, I said I was going to be done riding the pro, pro thing on the quads because of the danger and the, the little pay. But when it comes to like these movies, it's just something I can't turn down. So if it goes good enough and, and we get a good enough response and I get my lazy ass off. Off, uh, my chair and do some, uh, some YouTubing and we get some more growth. You know, who knows where I'll be at down the road, but, uh, I'm just going to do my best. If you guys want to check me out, uh, on Twitter, that's onaw, just one word, aw and aw. My Instagram is a little different. It's my racing number. It's, uh, it's one underscore one underscore three, basically 113 with spaces. And, uh, that's where I post most of my riding stuff. But yeah, dude, so I'm just planning on getting out west here going to hit up TwitchCon, hopefully meet, meet up with some of the old gaming buddies. And, up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mess with those. I stay away from the e-girls. Yeah, man, just, just going to be uh, trying to do whatever I can do to stick on this, this path of gaming and freestyle. And then make, like we said earlier, maybe some heavy equipment operation down the road.
0: Dude, I love it, dude. Well, I, again, I appreciate y'all now, dude. You're one of my best friends, dude. I appreciate everything you've done for me in the past and just being chill, coming by the streams and just hanging out, dude. You're a great dude. And I wanted to, uh, you know, showcase you in front of everybody because uh, you're one of the chillest dudes and best dudes I know, man. So I appreciate you. Thank you, dude. Thank you. All right. All the links for all now are going to be down below, guys, if y'all want to check them out. But we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Don't forget to download it on any of the devices that you guys have. It comes out early on uh all like google and apple and all that stuff and then it will be uploaded to youtube uh, a few hours later so if you want to hit it up you can download it at all the links down below but anyways we'll see you guys next time on the Gfy podcast i'm d4 and for d20 we out